Let's kick off another episode of the World Series of Politics podcast, where Brendan Bussman and Brant Iden march down the field on key political, legislative, and regulatory developments in the gaming sector. As these titans square off on the issues facing the industry, this podcast highlights the current opportunities and challenges for expansion and reform. Let's see what the game plan is for this episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics podcast. I'm your host, Brant Iden, along with my partner in crime, my fellow Cape Crusader, Brendan Bussman, broadcasting live, typically from some unlo- unknown or undisclosed location. You usually know where it is. I do not, Brendan. Where Where are you today? Where in the world is Brendan Bussman? You, you know, I can't disclose that because otherwise I'd reveal too much. So we have to keep that, uh, you know, undercover. And as you well know, uh, I always like to say home while while it may be Las Vegas is typically a a round cylinder that has wings. It just de- just depends on is that domestic or international. And uh, this week I will say is domestic, uh, but could be international by tomorrow morning. So uh, let's uh, let's see what happens. It's always a fluid situation. And speaking of fluid situations, obviously we talked about this in our last podcast. Florida continues to be an issue out there and has some movement since we uh, since we dropped our 20th episode. That's right. That's right. We had, uh, by the way, thanks to all the listeners out there, we've had great response to the uh, 20th anniversary episode, as I like to call it. But Florida is on top of mind. Obviously, since we recorded last, there's been a tremendous amount of activity. West Flagler has obviously filed the court on Bonk uh, to basically rehear the case is what they've asked for. So West Flagler went to the went to the judges and said, we think that you missed a certain part of this and we want you to rehear it. And uh, I think all of our legal experts agreed on this, Brendan, which I thought was interesting, that the, that the court would probably just deny that. And in fact, the court has now asked uh, the Seminoles for a response, which I believe is due by August 31st, if I'm correct. Yes, yes, yes. We are we are um, we're in extra innings, if you want to call it. On this, and I think uh, we haven't heard the last of this. And you know, as our as our wonderful guests, and as we've talked about, there are some other options well beyond uh, the current case as it relates to the federal side of this. Uh, but to be determined, and I think the only thing that we can be sure of uh, at this point is uh, it's still going to be a little bit before sports betting goes live in Florida. I think that's the case. I mean, I think that there's still probably the possibility that, in a probability, I should say, uh, that sports betting kicks off at some point in time this NFL season in Florida. Uh, but you just don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess if, if I had to wager on it, which is sometimes what we do here on this show, I would say that it happens. But we just don't know how this is going to play out. Exciting, uh, exciting episodes ahead, I will say that. Um, but as it relates to this episode, we are going to travel further south, a little international flair to the sleeping giant that is Brazil. What is going on in Brazil, Brennan? And who do we have on the show today? Well, well, you know, I, I think it's more than a sleeping giant. I think our guests will talk about that. Uh, first, we have our good friend in his uh, return visit, uh, our, our good friend Hugo Baumgartner. And we are joined also today by Neil Montgomery, who's a lawyer. Uh, and and heads up uh, the the Montgomery firm down there. Um, welcome to the World Series of Politics, gentlemen. 
and uh, we're glad you're here to talk to us about uh, Brazil. So uh, we'll we'll put you in the uh, put you in the hot seat now. To uh, as we prior talk, we're going to hold you to what's actually going to happen. But let, let's kick off with you, Neil, a little bit. Maybe give us a quick legal update over sort of what's transpired over the last couple months. All right. Well, uh, in Brazil, anything's possible, right? And nobody has a crystal ball, so anything can change. We even say that sometimes even the past can be changed in Brazil. So everything is unexpected. Uh, but we did have a, a major breakthrough uh, last month, at the end of last month. Uh, the federal government, President Lula, issued a provisional measure, and the federal government also put forward a bill of law to start the regulatory uh, process uh, regulating the 2018 law. Back in December 2018, that's when uh, fixed odd sports betting was legalized uh, by a law, uh, 13,756. Uh, during the Bolsonaro administration, he had to issue the regulations of this law. He didn't do so, probably. Uh, because of the evangelical support that he counted with. so And they, of course, have been historically against the legalization of all forms of gaming and betting in Brazil. But then uh, at the beginning of this year, we had President Lula come back to power, a new administration. Uh, the federal government uh, brought in a special secretary, uh, José Francisco Mansur, uh, who is also a lawyer here from Sao Paulo, uh, a sports lawyer, and who has uh, very good connections with the sports ministry. And so together with his team at the Ministry of Finance, uh, they started to put together what would be the, the potential regulations for this 2018 law. And after many months waiting, uh, at the end of last month, uh, these two norms were issued. Uh, probably not as expected. There were a few surprises as well. The, the main surprise being the higher tax rate that was announced uh, during the discussions since the beginning of the year. In addition to the normal taxes any company pays here in Brazil, uh, the Ministry of Finance came up with uh, a GGR tax of 15%, uh, which when the, the law came out, uh, there was an, an increase of that. Uh, so um, it's, it was quite a surprise. And at the moment, uh, this provisional measure which has a lifespan of up to 120 days, needs to be converted into an ordinary law by Congress. Otherwise, it forfeits. And um, the, the speculation at the moment is that potentially, since the, the Congress should have been given a more leading role in this regulatory approval process, uh, the Bill of Law, which is something that they need to prove, but it was more, as we say here in Brazil, dehydrated in comparison to the provisional measure. Uh, Congress was a bit upset with the executive, uh, not giving them that leading role that they, they really wanted. And so there is speculation, there is rumor in Brasilia that the provisional measure will eventually forfeit, will not become an ordinary law. And of course, uh, that may... Uh, delay things here in Brazil. We still have a lot of opposition from certain sectors of society, se certain sectors of Congress. In parallel to all this uh, re regulation uh, issue, there is a CPI going on at the moment. It's a parliamentary uh, committee of inquiry uh, that is investigating match fixing 
Uh, we had a few match-fixing scandals uh, appear in the state of Goyas. And so the, the criminal offenses in that state became uh, the underlying reason for the CPI uh, to be formed. And uh, there has been a certain move uh, in this investigation to also target or to put the operators in, in spotlight. So what we have heard so far last week, we had uh, the depositions of the CEOs, the presidents of the two main gaming associations here in Brazil. And uh, it's probable that uh, other operators, most of them are all foreign operators, uh, may be called to give their testimonials, their depositions as well. So there's a lot going on uh, in, in conjunction with sports betting. Uh, there's also a bill of law sitting in the Senate, originally numbered 442. Uh, of 1991, yes, 1991, so more than 30 years ago. And that was approved last year by the lower house, the Chamber of Deputies, on the 24th of February. And, um, and it's sitting in the Senate. And this bill of law aims to legalize all the other gaming verticals in Brazil. So there's a lot of activity uh, going on in Brazil. Uh, but we need to see what will actually happen. Wow, Neil, that was a fantastic summary. Uh, really appreciate that. I, I want to pivot for just a minute and go to our uh, go to Hugo and Hugo. Welcome back. I, I got to say, I, I believe you're the only guest we've had on more than once. This is a first time for us, I think, on the show, Brent. I think Hugo. I think this is a first time. So you you get that award for being the only person who's been on the show more than once. Um, let let me let me ask you this. Let's jump right in. Great great background, Neil. Hugo, tell me, do you think that the legislature's holding this up because of the tax rate issue, or do you think this is a political issue between the Congress and, and the president? I mean, what does this come down to? Guys, thank you again for the invitation. I'm really happy and uh, glad that I'm the, the only one that came back to the to the to the to this podcast. Uh, thank you again, uh, Brendan and Brent, but by, by the invitation. Anyway, um, this is really. I mean, Neil gave us the really good uh, summary of uh, everything that's going on in Brazil. And he started his speech saying, nobody has a crystal ball. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but uh, from my perspective, from, from my understanding and from, from my conversation with friends, this is really a political issue. There's no, no, nothing to do with the GGRs, 15, 16, 17, 18 or 20. Of course, uh, the deputies, they want to, how much uh, two, 244 uh, um, amendments were uh, presented. Yes, I think, that's, right. that's right. Uh, yes, that's, that's right, correct. right? That's correct. So, uh, I mean, people asking different things uh, to go the GGR higher or lower or even uh, to, to put some, some percentage to this place, to that place, to this. So this, they, they are fighting. They are fighting for, for, uh, uh, some percentage or for some uh, reason to their to, to their uh, um, uh, political career and be part and be part of of uh, of this uh, uh, this law. I mean, again, uh, every as we say in Brazil, everyone wants to be the father of the baby right now. <laughs> so uh, uh, so uh, uh, they don't want to, to do the to to let the executive does. Do his job, so they want to to have this on their hands, on their 
lap. So, uh, of course, hundred uh, percent that it is a political issue for now. Well, and and I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. And I, I, I love the term of everybody wants to be the father, um, <laughs> which, which isn't always the case um, over things. But I guess the question is, and, and, and I, I'm going to ask this both, Neil, uh, of you and Hugo, is what, what ends up coming out of this? Because it is a hot potato. You've still got these political issues. What happens with sports? Do we get anything else? You know, what does this look like in the landscape? Because, you know, and and Hugo, hold me true on this. I think I've been involved with Brazil for at least 15 years, roughly, or so. Um, When do we get to see the birth? You know, I guess (laughs) let's let's go off of that. Neil, let's go first to you on that. Okay. Well, we are seeing uh, the birth of... uh, at least some some births around the country because in parallel to the federal law discussions, states, certain states and municipalities have already spearheaded the process and have implemented uh, their own products locally. Because we have to go back to 2020 when the Supreme Court in Brazil issued a very uh, important decision breaking the federal government's monopoly over the exploitation of lotteries in Brazil. And one peculiar thing about Brazil is that the 2018 law that I mentioned before legalized fixed-odd sports betting as a form of lottery. So elsewhere in the world, we know uh, sports betting is never seen as a lottery. But here in Brazil, and this is typical to Brazil, the way that the legislator found to legalize this game in vertical was to include it in a lottery-related law. And so back in 2020, when the federal government said, guys, the federal government, you don't have a monopoly over the exploitation of the lottery. I was probably the first lawyer to come up and say, hmm, this is a business opportunity for states because that decision allowed states to also roll out their lotteries. And since the 2018 law did approve sports betting as a lottery, there was a big uh, business opportunity here, not only to organize state lotteries per se, but also to roll out uh, fixed odd sports betting local licenses valid within the states. And this effectively is what has happened in the last uh, two, three years. Uh, we ha- have seen Rio de Janeiro, for example, um, already granting several licenses. The state of Paraná as well, granting licenses. Up in the Northeast as well, things are developing. So uh, Brazil is becoming even more complex, even more than it already is, because we, they'll reach a point where we have to see how the state legislation will overlap or coexist with the federal legislation as well. So we are seeing uh, operators uh, being able to start uh, exploiting sports betting, maybe similar to the states where it's also state uh, state driven in the United States, right here in Brazil. Uh, there is a discussion whether the federal government should uh, regulate it from a federal point of view or allow the states to do uh, what they wish in relation to to sports betting. So uh, it's it's a very messy. Uh, uh, it does create a lot of legal uncertainty, especially for investors, for operators. For the time being, 
for example, uh, since most fixed odds sports betting operators are operating from overseas, from jurisdictions like Curaçao, Malta, Cyprus, uh, the the, the law does allow them uh, to operate from overseas, even casino games. There is There are legal arguments to support that Brazilian law would not apply to those offerings uh, when uh, the operator is located overseas, their servers are located overseas. And this is a, a, a big problem in relation to the, the laws that are trying to be approved here in Brazil. So in a nutshell, it, it's a big mess and we do need... Uh, to see light at the end of the tunnel, to give the markets the legal certainty that is needed. And also, another aspect from the player side, the fact that sports betting has been uh, defined as a lottery also makes life difficult for players because the tax side of things is also very high. There is a small threshold, uh, exemption threshold, where there's no tax payable, but above that, it's just a bit over $500. The tax rate is 30%, three zero. So that's very high. And that can put any any players off um, doing business here uh, in the Brazilian market. So that's what we have in Brazil, a big mess. Hugo, any anything you want to add to that? Absolutely. I mean, uh, from my perspective and being in the industry for for so many years, I think that's a big step for Brazil. I mean, the provisional measure is something really, really, really positive. Uh, it's the first step. The, the, the tax is not perfect, but anyway, it's something that was done. Uh, and I completely agree with Neil. I see the state lottery as an opportunity uh, to investors and also new i also see that on not only sports betting will be allowed in these states also other verticals as vlts something that can be done in brazil uh and once people start doing this in the different states i'm really i'm really sure that we push the other law the other verticals to be approved as well because people are gonna see a vlt on the street they're gonna see a it's not a slot machine, but it's a VLT. And once they see it, uh, all the other verticals will be pushed. And I see this uh, this uh, this market uh, uh, developing a little bit faster than it's doing being done right now. So, Brendan, answer your question about the baby. Uh, the baby is coming. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's taking a hell of a lot longer than nine months. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that leads me to, I did want to ask then just for clarity, uh, Neil, you started with this, obviously with the executive order, we've got 120 days. Where are we at in that 120 days? How many days do we have left to act on this? Yeah, well, we're coming up to the first month. We still have maximum of three additional months to go. Uh, right. Uh, we have had these 244 amendments that Hugo mentioned, and those need to be reviewed. Uh, but apparently uh, I was reading that uh, things are still slow at Congress. They still haven't instituted the commission, the mixed commission that is going to review uh, the provisional measure. So Congress still needs to put their skates on as well and get things rolling. But as I said before, there are rumors, there is speculation that maybe they'll allow this provisional measure to forfeit by not doing what they should be doing in the given time frame. 
Wow. Well, you know what? I can't think of a better way than to wrap it up right there, gentlemen. Congress has got to put their skates on and get rolling. I love that. I love that line. So yeah. so look, here's the deal. There's been a lot of false uh, starts and stops to this thing. We know it's coming. Gentlemen, we can't thank you enough. We're going to be following this closely. I know we're going to have more conversations about it, but thanks again for joining us on another broadcast, uh, IGB broadcast of uh, World Series of Politics with your hosts, Brent Eiden and Brendan Bussman. Thanks again. See you on the next episode. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Eiden. We'll be back soon for the next coin flip. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.